Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. I just want to encourage you all tonight. That's always a good thing, right? <laughs> um, so let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Right. Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at verse 13. And I just want to encourage you all, um, whether you're believing God for something or not, to check your stance. How are you standing? You know, um, usually we think of, you know, we're standing when we're believing for something, but you also just still need to be standing on the word just in general, right? Right. Um, so I just want to encourage you, check your stance, do kind of a little checkup here. And so let's go to, um, Ephesians chapter six. We're going to look at verse 13 and it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. And I'm going to stop there. So. You're not going to get far in your walk with God if you don't know how to stand in God, in the Bible. You're just not going to get very far. Um, and a lot. this is, I think, where a lot of times Christians kind of trip up. They um, think that they're doing everything. They've got their armor of God on. You know, we've done everything I know. I've done everything I know to do. And then time happens. And you it causes you to think like, oh my gosh, did I do something wrong? Did, did I miss it? Did I, you know, like you're constantly, you're going through, you're questioning like, what, what am I doing wrong? But it's just that it's time and this is time for you to stand. And now there are some things that you need to seek out. Like you can seek God and say, hey, did I miss it somewhere? Am I missing something? But sometimes you just got to stand. And so how you're standing is going to determine how you get out of whatever you're in. Because if you think about, okay, now let me tell you, I know absolutely nothing about boxing. So let me preface this with that. Um, But whenever you see a boxer, they're not like just standing there like this in the ring, waiting for their opponent to, you know, punch them in the face. They've got their their feet braced. That doesn't feel right. This feels right to me. (laughs) Um, And they've got their arms up like this, right? I mean, that's how I've visioned them, you know, but, and I feel like that would be the first thing that they teach you in martial arts or fighting, you know, combat training is you can't like, you can't just stand there with your legs, feet together. You know, you can't do that because at the slightest push, you're going to lose your balance and you're going to fall over. Right. So think about that in this, in the spiritual, like you, you can't just stand there you know, watching all the butterflies flying by and not being aware and not being ready because the devil is going to be throwing stuff at you. The Bible says, put on the armor of God. Why would you need armor if you aren't going to be doing some fighting here, right? If there isn't going to be somebody throwing things at you, throwing seems like a very um, docile word to use there, but, you know, shooting things at you, hitting you, and Sometimes you can come out of these battles looking a little haggard, but you come out. Amen. Amen. And that's why your stance is so important because there are so, there are so many Christians that they don't get their stance right and 
they keep getting knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. And then they don't understand what am I doing wrong? And then they give up. Don't let that be you. Make sure your stance is right. And we're going to talk about that. You have to make sure your stance is right so you don't keep getting knocked down. And the devil is going to hit you with things. Don't, I mean, don't, I don't want to cherry coat things. The devil's going to hit you with things. And you just have to make sure that you're not going to get knocked over. Okay? Um, and honestly, I think some Christians, I think there's maybe three types of Christians. The Christians who don't know that they can stand for things. And I mean, the Bible says that his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This would be those people who get destroyed because they just don't know. That they don't have to live with chronic pain. They don't have to live with the cancer diagnosis. They don't have to live with, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. They can stand for things. They don't know. So that's why they keep getting beat down. Other Christians know, but don't really want to put the effort into it, right? Because standing and keeping your fighting stance on, that takes an effort. Has anyone ever had a job where you had to stand for hours on end? It's hard. It is very hard to do. It's draining. And that's the, it's the same thing in the spiritual, that it can be very, very hard. But if your stance is right, then you're feeding into God. He's giving you strength. It doesn't have to seem as, it doesn't have to be as bad as what it would be for everyone else. But you have to put in the effort to it. And I think that's where a lot of Christians are lazy Christians. And we don't want to put that effort in. We just want to say, you know what? This just must be the way God wants it. And it's an easy out, right? It's an easy out. So we can't be that type of Christian. And then you've got the third type, who believes it, who knows, who believes it, and who actually stands. Amen? We want to be that third type of Christian. I'm sure there's more in between there that you could, you know, parse out, but that's my three types of Christians. Um, don't live in perpetual defeat, because those first two are just going to live in perpetual defeat. They're going to be depressed, because, like I said, it's, it seems like you can never get ahead. Because you just, it's like whack-a-mole. Every time you stick your head up and you're like, okay, I'm finally out. And the devil's like, nope, boom, and there you go. And if you're not standing right, you're going to get knocked flat every single time. So to stand means to, to not move, to maintain an upright position. And that requires something to stand. And this is just my viewpoint. I think everyone should have some sort of little faith project that you're working on. Because faith is kind of like a muscle. The more you use it, the better and easier it gets to do and the heavier things you can lift, right? So if, you, if your life is going all hunky-dory, and um, like my life was like that growing up. I grew up in church. I didn't really, like we didn't have any, you know, I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have anything go wrong that we had that I had to believe God for you know they on their end probably had a ton of stuff to believe God for but I hadn't I was clueless about that um and then college I got scholarships I kind of floated through like you know um I got had a job out of out of college and I didn't really ever like I wasn't active like actively using my faith and then real life hits. And I mean, I haven't gone through any like huge, like massive life altering trials, but 
it's hard when you finally have to actually like, oh, I got to get my faith out. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't, like you realize how much you don't, you can't lift. Have you ever done um, like an exercise regimen, worked out and then stopped for a long time and then tried to do it again? Have you ever, like, I used to do this all the time. I would run and I would run for a while and I would get, like at one point I would, I was running like two and three miles. That's a lot for me, okay, at a time, two and three miles at a time. And then I'd fall off the wagon and then like months upon months later, I'd be like, I'm going to start running again. And I'd be like, I'm going to run a mile at my normal pace. And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start back up again. And I realized about a quarter of a mile into it that I am not in the same shape that I was before and that I might die. <laughs> and so if you don't use it, I'm telling you, I lost it. <laughs> you lose it. And so if you don't have faith projects going on when things are easy, um, when things get tough, it's going to be hard for you to all of a sudden pick that faith up and start using it. So even if it's just something like, you know, believe in God for, you know, a new job, a new car, or a car that you can buy paid off to give to someone else. Amen. Like, start, like it may not be something that you need. Believe for something to give to somebody else. And use that as a faith project so that when the time comes for you to actually like to... Like this is a, you know, really bad attack from the devil. We got this. I'm good. Let's go. Let's, you know, let's do this. Um, so, amen. Have, have a faith project going. Even youth, youth age, my youth, well, youth, one youth out there, my youth on the live stream, um, pick, do something. Have, have a faith project going so that, you know, you have you know, your life's easy right now. So get believe for something and get that faith moving, get that faith working, get used to believing something. That way, when your trials come, you're good to go. Now that I'm saying it's going to be easy, it's still going to be hard, but you've been through this. You've you've stood and you know what to do. Now, having done all is what it says. So that means you've already done everything God has already told you to do. Okay. So everything in the natural is already done, finished, complete, and now you're just holding the line, basically, right? So everything is in the spiritual now, okay? So your battle is in the spiritual side. That's why all the armor is spiritual armor. And notice that in verse 14, it starts to say, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. You've already got your armor on. So that means your armor has to go on before the battle starts, right? Nice. You should always have your armor on. Right. Number one rule for a soldier, always have your armor on, right? right. And I'm pretty sure the, a big, big, big thing is know where your weapon is. I think that if that's not the number one rule for a soldier, for the army out there, y'all, listen to me. Make that be your number one rule. Always know where your weapon is. Amen. <clears throat> um, and it might seem like, like that's, that's a lot of armor if you look through. And, it's, and it's, if you just read it, it can be complicated. Like having to figure out what the belt of truth is. You know, what is that? What does that mean? Breastplate of righteousness. What does that mean? 
it can be complicated to, for a person who's just reading it, who doesn't know anything about the armor of God, it can look complicated. Like, well, how am I supposed to put that on, right? What am I supposed to do with that? And that's why it's important to be in church. We have our front row of, you know, God-appointed people in our lives that help us with this stuff. They help us learn how, what this stuff is. And I'm not going to go into this. Is, these are all sermons in and of themselves. But it's so, that's why it's so important to hear the word of God because that's how your faith comes. That's how you get to understand and read the Bible for yourself. This is how you get to understand what this is saying, what this means. Get, if you don't know what this means, get on our website and get to where you can listen. There's a little button that says listen to the sermons, I think, and you can search by topic, okay? This is a little known thing. You can get on there and search by topic, and it goes all the way back to, I think, at least 2019 sermons, and I'm pretty sure you can find something that's gonna answer your question, amen? So that's why it's so important to be in the house of God and under good teaching like what we have here, amen? So the, your walk with God is a whole system, basically. There's a lot of interconnected things that you can't just say, oh, well, I've got, you know, I've got my armor on, but you don't do other things that the Bible tells you to. If you're not obeying the word of God, your stance isn't going to be right. You're not going to be standing right. I mean, like you, you say, you know, pastor, I, I'm, you know, I just need, I have a financial you know, we're having financial hardships in my, you know, in my life. And, you know, I just need to, I guess I need to stand on, you know, the rebuke the devourer for my sake. You know, that I'll stand on that scripture. Okay, well, you know, I can guarantee pastor be like, well, are, do you tithe? Well, he would probably already know this, but <laughs> do you tithe? And if the answer is no, well, that you can't stand on that scripture until you start tithing. So it's a system, right? right? So you can't just do one thing and not do anything else and expect that you're going to be successful in your walk with God, that your stance is going to be right and that you're not going to get knocked down when the devil hits you with things. You have to make sure that you're doing a checkup on everything, that you're a doer of the word, that you're putting on your armor of God. And we're building on this stuff here, amen? amen. And I just, I was thinking about this today that I was reading the, um, the armor of God and it talks about shoes. And, and that just made me laugh because nobody ever talks about the shoes for in the armor of God. Like, I, you know, that's not one I go seek out. But, like, if you think about it, your shoes are important. Have you ever stubbed your toe? You know, like, that's, that's pretty, it hurts. And so, like, if you don't have the shoes on, how are you going to fight? Um, Rose, she's two and a half. She, was, um, she loves running barefoot and um, like me. And so we let her run out in the grass with her shoes off and stuff. And then she wanted to push Hippo in, in her wagon on, in the cul-de-sac. And we didn't want to go inside and get her shoes. So we're like, okay, fine, just go barefoot, that's fine. And she was pushing a little bit and then she stopped. She goes, I need my shoes. And we were like, oh, okay. She goes, this floor is hot. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the floor is hot. We're sorry. We didn't think about the fact that it's, you know, 90 degrees outside and you're walking on concrete barefoot. So it matters that you have the whole armor, right? The whole armor, including the shoes. Um, 
that just was just a side note that I thought was funny. Um, you don't want to get to the point where you're in a big storm and you're struggling to find your armor, right? You're wasting valuable time. You're getting knocked with who knows what the devil's throwing at you. Have you ever seen people who are learning how to skate and, you know, like ice skate or even roller skate and they just can't seem to get up, you know, and then you start laughing and then there's just no way that you're going to get up. You just have to stay down. That's how a lot of Christians are when you don't have your armor on properly and you're not standing properly. You just can't. It's just hard to get back up. And so standing is maintaining an upright (laughs) position. J. Iris was reminded by Jesus. He, had, he made his faith confession. Come here, you, if you come and lay your hands on my daughter, she will be healed. And then he got like the worst news ever. Like, don't bother him. Don't even let him come. Don't even make him come. He, your daughter's dead. And for a lot of Christians, that would be the end of it, right? Well, I guess I'll just go home and plan a funeral, you know? But Jesus said, only believe. That's all Jesus said. He basically said, no, stay standing. Keep your stance. Don't waver. Let's go. You know, you have to make sure that you don't waver. Don't waver in that faith. Let's go to James. We're going to go to James chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 6. And it says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Now listen to this. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Wavering makes you unstable. And I know that's so easy to say, for me to just tell you, well, don't waver. I mean, come on, <laughs> just don't do it. But it's hard to not waver, but it's so important for you that to be a constant thing. Like, no, I have to stay focused. I know what the Bible says. I know what God said about it. God told me about this. I know what I believe the promise is. I have my scripture and I'm just going to stand. I'm not going to look at what's going on. Like pastor's talking about, watch what you're focused on. Don't look to the right or to the left. Look at what the promise is, what you're believing for, and that's it. Amen? And then let's jump down to verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast. Amen? You have to be make sure that you're staying in that boxing stance, in that in that ready to fight stance. Now, I'm going to say really quick how, just in more of a bullet point form, because I've kind of jumped all over the place um, for how to how to stay in that, how to make sure you're in that fighting stance. So I'm going to kind of go back through and add some few a few more into it. Do an armor check. Check. Do a quick inventory of your armor. Make sure you got everything on and you're ready to fight. And make sure that, because that gives the devil no openings to to come in, to get you. Amen? Amen. Because he can, the devil doesn't play nice, 
right? There, he doesn't play by the rules. There's no rules of war for what he, you know, how he fights. You know, you think you're going to a boxing match and he's MMA, you know, like he's not, he's not going to play by what you think he's going to, you know, he's going to do. Um, some of you might know our um, testimony for, um, with Rose, we um, were believing for, it was about two and a half years, almost three, um, to get pregnant with Rose. And um, it was hard to go the, and I mean, I know a lot of couples have stood for longer. Like I realized that it was not as long as what some people have, but thank the Lord, it was only two and a half years. Longest two and a half years of my life, but, um, but time was the thing for us, you know, and it was a hit every single month. No, you're not pregnant. No, no baby, no baby. That was the hit. And then of course the devil throws in the mental hits to you. Like, well, you're getting older, you know, there's, you know, you don't have that much time left. You know, God doesn't, you don't want to be in the whole 99 years old when you have your baby, you know, um, you know, that, that was hard. And, um, and I want to occur encourage cause it was the same with me with finding a husband. I was, I think I was 26 when I got married and I think, so I was probably about 24, 25 when we met, but in today's, you know, like you start hearing that, that clock ticking and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I'm not going to find anybody. Like, this is not going to happen for me. And you know, I finally, for that, I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my life how it is now and go home, do my puzzle. Don't laugh at me <laughs> and watch my Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> Don't laugh, okay? I enjoyed it, okay? Um, but... It, I, I enjoyed where I was. Okay, just so you know, I'm an introvert. I don't thrive on interacting with people. I thrive on being by myself and reading a book, okay? That's, that's, my, that's my thriving. Um, so, but then God brought me at the right place at the right time, the best husband in the world. <laughs> um, and, and it was worth it. And I knew that waiting for Rose, as hard as that was, that it was going to be worth it. And I, I mean, I couldn't imagine any other child, you know, she has, she has her own little quirks and I just, I cannot imagine having anybody else but her. So for, for me, time has been a big, a big hitter. You know, that's what the devil has thrown at me. That's been my where I've had to stand. It's been time and then, you know, the battle of, you know, your mind and staying focused. But um, so when we were deciding, we decided to try again for another um, baby, we were ready to fight. Like we were like, all right, we got this. Like we can stand for however long it takes. And three months later, when we started trying, we got pregnant. Sorry. I thought I could tell this one. Um, then at seven weeks, we found out we lost the baby. 
and it's a whirlwind of like doctors saying, you know, like we've got to do this and this and this to make sure that everything, you know, passes and 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 if I hadn't have been ready, that would have taken me out. Um, that was just, it was not the, the, the direction we thought that the devil was going to hit us at, you know, and that's what he's known for, is hitting you, blind, just blindsiding you with something that you just least expect. Because, you know, we were believing for healthy pregnancy, like, you know, we were praying all these things, and yet, and I don't know why, and that's the thing. Sometimes you just don't know why. And you're not going to know why until you get to heaven. And, but you know, like, I just focused on there's another little kid that's waiting for me up there, and I'm going to get to meet that little baby that I didn't get to meet here. And it was never a question to stop believing for a baby. Like, we, we mourned. We took our you know, our time to kind of reset and regroup. And then we tried again and got pregnant with Cooper, you know. And again, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a different baby. But, but it w- if, if, if I hadn't, if, if we both hadn't have been ready to go, this could have very well have laid us flat and been like, we went through two and a half years with Rose. Now we've got this done. You know, why, I don't want to wait. You know, like there, there's people that do that. There's people that say, nope, not, not going to, you know, chance going through this again. But we, I knew the promise of God. I knew that this was the desire of my heart. I knew this was a, we knew this was the desire of Scott's heart. And this was something that we wanted, and we had the promise, and well, we're going to go forward. We're going to stand. We're going to check all our boxes, make sure we've got our armor on, got our stance right, and we're going to go forward. And we got, we got our, our little boy. So it, you have to know, you have to have that armor on to make sure that wherever those battles come in, wherever those darts get thrown from, you are ready for those. So first is your armor check. Second, check your focus. What are you looking at? Are you looking at how many months have passed since you started believing for this? Is that what you're focused on? Or are you focused on your healing or your financial breakthrough? Whatever it is, what are you focused on? Get that scripture out. Keep looking at that scripture and make that your focus. Check your words. What are you talking? What are you saying? Because your focus affects your words, right? They follow, right? So if your words are bad, go back up and check your focus. Amen? Because you can't, you're not going to, you're not going to be standing right if you're talking, well, I don't know if this is going to happen for us or not. It's just not going to work. You're not standing right and you're going to get knocked flat. Check your focus. Check your words. Check your prayer life. Are you praying? Are you taking time to, to Converse with the Lord and make sure that you're actually supposed to just be standing right here right now. Or are you supposed to be doing something else? You need to check your prayer life. And then that's just 
not only are you seeking to find his will, but you're, you're just communing with him and getting a closer, closer walk with him. That's important. And then are you in the word? Are you continually feeding on the word of God? Because you're going to learn more and more things that are going to help you keep your stance right. Amen. You're going to be, you're going to learn more and more. You're going to see more. You're going to, you know, understand more. And then I'm going to throw on, I didn't have this written down, but are you in church? Because that's also where you're going to learn more and more. Things are going to get opened up for you. You're like, oh, I never saw it in that light. That helps me in this area where I'm standing. Those, these are all important. And there's more things that, I could, that we could say that's going to help you in your walk with God. Come to church and find out more. because <laughs> Y'all are here, so I'm preaching to the choir. But um, I just want to encourage you, if you're standing, if you're not standing, if you're you know, preparing to stand, always be ready because, the do- I mean, like everything could be going all fine for you. And then he just wallops you with something and you did like you didn't see it coming you know and if you're not prayed up if you're not don't have your armor on if you're not focused on the word focused on God focused on his promise you might get knocked down and I'm not saying that it's the it's the end for you if you get knocked down you can get back up but it's just a lot easier if you don't get knocked down in the first place amen it's a lot easier if it just brushes off. You got that shield of faith out there like, nope, devil, sorry about that, but it's not going to hinder me. It's not going to get me down. You can do what you want, but I'm going to get right back up and go on. Amen? So I just want to encourage you, once again, do your armor check, inventory. Or do you have everything on? Check your focus. Check your words. Check your prayer life. And are you in the Word? Are you in church? We'll say there's six. Amen? That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.